0: the bad batch sessions back again boy my heart and
1: bladder ran boy was ain't enough boy so you're asking when boy cap every week boy that batches on your screen boy made that display you
0: made that back on hot
1: it's the bad Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions, the Bad Batch Recap. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, well, he's Bazardons, oh, oh, not today, as Master Blywalker is, uh, he's been sent on a mission, he's been sent on a mission to Kamino to fix a few things. So instead, I am joined by a man who, well, we love him here on Sessions, it's nearly the weekend, so let's talk the geek end, it's Jamie Stangram, how are you my friend?
0: Hello, Matt. I'm doing good, thanks. Um, I am honoured to be, uh, like, I don't know what you can give me, what kind of title you can give me here, like caretaker manager for the, uh, for the sessions. Yeah, I like that. I, like, I quite like that, yeah.
1: Well, manager is
0: probably a bit strong. You don't want me in charge of things.
1: <laughs> it doesn't sound flippant, either, caretaker. There's it, it, it's, it's still purpose there. <laughs> yeah, but that's good anyway. to, it's good to be back. No, no, we, as longtime listeners know, we love Jamie on this show and we know a lot of you do too. If you're new to the show, this is Jamie. He's great. He, he, uh, he puts out an awful lot of fabulous content on his YouTube channel, mainly Star Wars focused. Some great interviews with guests, which you have seen or some you may not have seen because they're behind a droid or a Jabber's tail. But uh, we'll give all the links out to Jamie's socials at the end. But today, we're here to talk about episode two from season one of The Bad Batch, which was called Cut and run and as per this recap and every other recap we do is full spoilers so if you haven't seen the episode which dropped today come back watch it 30 minutes later see if you agree with what jamie myself have to say so last chance spoilers now that's out of the way um now jamie you've watched this maybe earlier than you would have done potentially so what did you think about this one
0: Yeah I enjoyed it and yeah I did watch it earlier than I intended to uh, (laughs) just for you, just for you Matt Um, however also I watched it a lot quicker than uh, I watched uh, The Clone Wars because I literally watched The Clone Wars for the first time this year. Yeah I remember you saying you hadn't caught up on it before. Yeah I I saw the film a long time ago and I think that put me off um, to be (laughs) fair so I never got into any of the animated series to be honest and People on my channel, people I know know from the community of of my YouTube channel have sort of um, persuaded me, let's say, to check out The Clone Wars and just give it another try. And uh, and I did. I started to actually late last year and then had a bit of a sort of a a break, if you like, and really the last couple of months have been ploughing through as much as possible in in anticipation of The Bad Batch. And um, I got up to Season 7 and... um, was running very short on time because it was like, um, what Monday, uh, obviously the day before the bad batch uh, started. And, mm-hmm. uh, I just watched the four episodes of season seven where the bad batch uh, introduced their arc, I guess. And yeah. I'll have to come back to the clone wars after the bad batch is finished. But, um, yeah, so I, I am actually pretty fresh to the whole kind of, uh, clone wars sort of, uh, universe within the star Wars universe, if you like. But, um, mm-hmm. I've actually been pleasantly surprised overall by the Clone Wars. For me, the film, you know, like I said, it put me off, didn't enjoy it. It's not um, great, is it? No, nah, it didn't leave me wanting more. <laughs> uh, it actually left me on the run. I was on the run from the Clone Wars. But uh, the, <laughs> the series themselves just improved, uh, not, not just in terms of um, – Stories, but uh, technically as well, you know, the animation it just gets so much better as it goes on. And uh, and so when the Bad Batch uh, dropped this week, the first uh, the long episode, um, yeah, it was it was sort of great. And in a way, because I'm sort of you know still in Clone Wars uh, mode for the first time, it's still fresh to me. It almost felt like, well, I'm just watching another episode of the Clone Wars because you've still got Tom Kane's uh, announcement at the start and. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong but with Aftermath you actually had the Clone Wars logo in the titles and it kind of, you know, cross-faded into
1: That's right, it burnt out to, to reveal yeah. the Bad Batch, yeah.
0: So um yeah, I I've I uh, I feel like it's sort of it, it's feeling like a natural uh progression and I'm really enjoying the um you know, seeing the Order 66 implemented from another perspective of of the clones and of the Bad Batch themselves and going back to Kamino and, you know, literally the aftermath of of uh, Order 66. And I think what we see even more in Cut and Run is that quick transition from Republic uh, to Empire. Obviously we see Tarkin in Aftermath, don't we, you know, already wanting to shut down the clones and bring in uh, what we'll we'll know to become as uh, Stormtroopers. But, uh, you know, you you see that transition even more uh, in this second episode uh, in terms of the impact it's having on i guess everyday civilians you know mm-hmm. on this on this planet where we end up going to the oppression there uh they're uh, experiencing on their uh, liberties with these um was it the key chains uh in uh, terms chain, of being, codes, yeah. chain codes yeah in terms of being uh, identified and um yeah no i'm enjoying i'm enjoying this transition seeing the transition from different perspectives of going from uh republic to the empire i think that's a good point and that is what i that's what i got from the episode is
1: the chain code thing being the main thing because tech the the geeky one even says you know what a genius idea we you, the empire could basically catalogue every person in the, or everyone in the galaxy now just by getting their details um on this chain code they can hold a massive database no it is now their ultimate um oppressive dictatorship which we know it is um how it becomes sorry and they they talk about the inhibitor chip which the one that's in their brain um and it's omega who says you no know, well yeah this this was in the back of their heads and basically all of the clones can be you know their inhibition's taken away their free wills being removed and they are just puppets and pawns they're then sort of bad batch of finding this out every single every sort of turn they take they're realizing that you know because they, they were bred for war uh, to, for the Clone War, so they thought. When really they they were only there to just terminate the Jedi, and now that they've done that, where do they go from here? The bad batch over didn't do that, apart from Crosshair. He wanted to, so it's it's interesting to see that transition. And like you say, it's very quick. The clones, the clone troopers now wear all white. They don't have any markings on them. They are their individuality has been taken away. They've they've actually inherited some of the stormtrooper aim. I've noticed in this episode as well. (laughs) Classic aim, but no, I I like this one. I, I don't know what other people are saying, so I hope other people are enjoying it, but I felt this one tied up. Obviously it wasn't a loose end in the clone wars with cut LeQuain, which is a great name, Uh, but it's nice to see him again. And like you say, how is it impacting people's day to day lives? How was the empire? Like we saw at the beginning, that alien who's, who's like, I I booked this transport in advance. I want to get on it. And they're like, Nope, Mm. not without a chain code. And he's almost (laughs) going to get shot for um mm. resisting their authority so that's a that, that's that's a good that, that's what i got from this episode and i hope people enjoy i can, I can already hear people saying oh it didn't, didn't really do do much but i think it did i think it did
0: i think yeah i think we've got a long run and i know this isn't the first time people have met the bad batch i know they have mm. their four episodes you know as, as we talked about uh in the clone wars season uh seven but there's still a lot of room for character development with them, you know, from those four episodes. I didn't, you know, I did, they didn't leave me when they left uh, on the the ship with Echo. They didn't, they didn't leave me, you know, in tears. I wasn't emotional to, you know, to say goodbye to them all. I actually did find it quite sad when, when Echo chose to go with them, you know, and that's one of the things. Another thing I like about the Clone Wars, you know, the the humanizing of the clones, you know, I think, you know, that improves, uh, in so many ways, it improves the prequels as, as, as movies. Um, but yeah, I think I have to say in that first episode, Hunter became a much more interesting uh, character for me, and mm-hmm. that's continued in the second episode. Uh, Wrecker, the big one, he's the strong one, isn't he? Um, he's a big boy. Yeah, he, he sort of annoyed me actually a little bit. Uh, he was a bit much for me a little bit in the in the Clone Wars. Yep. But he's growing on me um, in the two episodes of The Bad Batch so a far. A lot of people and, are saying that. Yeah, he's growing on me. And I think there's still a lot of um, development and time that we need to spend with, with all of them, you know? Um, I know there's a few of them. I know there's only one voice uh, behind them, but obviously there's a few of them. And um, I think there's... Now I will say that they're obviously developing something that I'm a little bit unsure about, and that is the uh, the Amiga um, Hunter relationship. Yep. Now I she I think she's great, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she has so much potential to be annoying, but she's not. She's uh, she's cool, you know. She's she's cute. Uh, I think she's a good character. I have not got a problem. Uh, with her. The only thing I'm a little bit unsure about, and I'm sure I'm not the first person to say this, although I will add, I don't know what people are saying about this episode because I didn't go on Twitter this morning knowing that I'm talking to you. I'm going to watch the episode first and I still haven't Sorry. been on Twitter or anything like that. And that's where we get all our reaction in front these days, isn't it? That's uh, exactly. All our interaction <laughs> these days, I would I would say. But um, all yeah, our I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like we saw more in this episode, you know, the uh whatever's building between those two, the connection that's building between those two. And it's mm-hmm. just feeling a little bit uh Din and Grogu like yep. at the yep. moment, you know, he's the kind of unlikely parent and uh like Din found himself in a in a position a few times where he felt it was safer better to give, you know, to leave Grogu to give Grogu, you know, a safer life uh yeah well away from him you know on, on the road if you like uh, and we obviously had a bit of that in this episode um of course Amiga decides to um to stay with uh with the Bad Batch but yeah I, I know they had a winning formula with uh Grogu and I know Grogu is a very different character to Amiga but I hope they're not copying pasting that version of that formula into the Bad Batch but I do still have hope that because there's still a lot of intrigue about her we yeah. don't know that much about her. Um, we don't know where we're going with her. So I, I feel positive. I think that they will go in a different direction to that. But at the same time, a little, I'm a little concerned. If you like,
1: no, I, I hear you. It's the, it's the kind of the, the, the gruff, um, the gruff outsider almost has been uh, bestowed upon them with a the child. And then, how do they change? How do they soften up? Like Mando did with baby, and how Hunter seemingly is doing with omega as well there are so many parallels to be seen and i i think we mentioned that last week that you know it looks like that is what's happening but i'm willing to bet that they are going to change their minds or, or go in a different direction like you say because very in today's episode he, she, he basically said off you go see you later and he literally just said to um to cut laquane and his wife um sue he's like oh by the way you're having this kid bye it's pretty much how it kind of came across mm. like she'll be better with you and you've got no say in it. But then when when uh, he leaves her at the spaceport, very quick, like within within minutes, she's back again. And, he's, and even he said, you know, this is where you want to be. This is where you'll stay. So I think, if, I hope they've nipped it in the bud now where he's not going to keep keep kind of regretting it and think, oh, maybe you should stay here. Maybe you should stay there. But um, there was a nice, you could see like a nice um, avuncular, is a good word, avuncular bond forming between the lads, the lad batch and Omega. So they started like Wrecker. He's, Wrecker's always liked her, I think, because, you know, in some ways they're on the same level. Um, And Hunter as well, obviously he's got that bond, but everyone seems to be um, warming to us slowly. Like tech and Echo, kind of still pushed her aside to a bit in this episode. They're like, no, you've, you've you've been involved enough. You've got to stay back, stay here. And you can see how much it is affecting her. So, But no, mm. but on that, yeah, I don't think she's quite the baby owner of the show just yet. She's far more switched on than our best green buddy. Um, yeah, she's just I think a bit wide-eyed a good point. or naive, isn't she, at times?
0: Yeah, I think you made a, a good point there, actually, that one way of looking at it is that actually, if they were going in that direction and have gone in that direction, well, they've nipped it in the bud episode two and there's another 14 to go so you know i hope so uh, if they have nipped it in the bud, then there's absolutely no problem um with that and already in episode two we saw her a bit like you know grogu softened up din we saw her um i suppose um uh softened hunter or at least changes uh way of thinking because when yep. she goes beyond the line when they're playing um that uh catch outside and uh that that kind of monster thing, next uh, thing. comes to attack her yeah that thing and uh <laughs> when he comes and scolds her I think it's cut, you know, tells Hunter. No, she's, she's not a soldier.
1: Yeah. Cause that's, right. that's
0: what they know, isn't it? They're, they're raised as soldiers. They're raised yep. to protect themselves and others, uh, around them. They're, they're raised, uh, for war. And, um, you know, that kind of dawns on him uh, later on. I think he repeats it, doesn't he, later on in the episode? I might be might be wrong in saying
1: that. But but... He does. He says it back to cut. He's like, you know what, you're right. She isn't a soldier. She's, she should stay with you. And it's that nice dynamic between the clones where one deserted to start a family and to get away from the war, have his own free will against, you know, the Bad Batch and Hunter, who is like the the ultimate kind of soldier if you will he's you know he's very staunch other than he doesn't follow orders um but he's much more of a soldier And the way he spoke to was yeah he was he was like a, he was a man who has no experience dealing with more a more more of a personal issue like how to deal with a child rather than he just saw someone step out of line and you know scold them like a sergeant major might do but um yeah the next who was cool that was one of the things that was in attack of the clones in the arena as one of those oh is um, it one of those the one that clawed Padme's back—yeah, uh, back. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, one of those, one of those beasts. But I'm intrigued by where we're going to go with Omega, be- because it was again cut, cut the coin. I just like saying his name. He he had he gave a lot in this episode. Like he said oh, he he softened Hunter up and he's changed his worldview. He said Rex is only there like the day before, but he also said like you know Omega has a purpose because Cam Owens don't create clones for no reason. So yeah, they're setting He something gave us that, there, aren't they? Yeah, he gave us that. So yeah, any idea where we're going with that?
0: Yeah, I don't, to be honest, I really no. don't. Um, I mean, I suppose I was, um, too busy worrying over the, uh, the, the aforementioned worries in terms of copying and pasting the, uh, the winning Mandalorian <laughs> formula. But I think you're right. I think they've nipped that in the bud and it is going to end up going in a different direction. I don't know what that direction is. I really don't. Right. I was going to say just, um, on uh cut. I know, I know, um, I know he's popped up in, uh, an episode of the clone wars before, but, mm-hmm. Uh we don't see him with any of the bad batch. So that was a little bit not a problem, of course, but it was a little bit jarring in a way, that kind of, you know, pally friendship, if you like, uh between him and uh Hunter and also Wrecker, I think, uh met as well. Because obviously we've you know, they were sort of uh reunited as old friends, but for us that's the first time we've um we've seen them yeah, it's together. Boring, um so it was a little bit jarring for me, but you know, not a not a major issue.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think I'm guessing that Rex would have told the most his most tried and trusted friends that um there's a guy in J nineteen and salukami who's a deserter. But then, how close was he to the bad? But they seem to know who Rex, Captain Rex, is. So, um, yeah, just don't, from don't the Clone Wars.
0: Because I started, you know, because I've, I've um been so much of the Clone Wars in a short space of time, I was just starting to think, how have I missed something here? Do I need to go back? No, definitely the not. Episode, no, you know.
1: Yeah, that's right. Because the kids call it Reck- Uncle Wrecker. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm again. It's, it's one of those things where it's like I, I, can, I can buy that they they must have met each other at some point for him to have such a relationship. Uh, and um, but it's you know, at what point during the war would they have had time to go to Sulukumai and you know have downtime? But they, there's there's kind of I don't need it. To, I don't necessarily need it to be explained. But you know. It is one of those things where you think, you know, when, when when did you get time in amongst being like a brutal clone for like killing machine? Yeah. to go and chill yeah, out. Oh,
0: it's absolutely something that doesn't need to be explained. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it just got me thinking: have I missed an episode of the Clone Wars here? Because I was, you know, going through it at breakneck speed. Um, mm-hmm. Is it something I've missed? Because they seem really and as if we were supposed to know, you know, about their background and you know, friendship. A good
1: point. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, the more you think about it, it's like, how was the Uncle Wrecker when he's <laughs> been around? But. <laughs> Who knows? We've got Uncle Wrecker and Daddy Hunter. Um, is there anything in this episode which stood out for you, though? any, any, any moments or any of the sequences which you kind of think well, stood out above the rest?
0: Um, good question. I, I, I really enjoyed, um, again, I just, I enjoyed this. There's a lot I enjoyed about this episode and overall. You know, it flew by. Uh, I know they're only short anyway, but it was very enjoyable. Um, I just really am enjoying and this. Might because again, because I'm, it's also fresh to me. But I'm still really enjoying this um, different perspective on you know life under the cloud of the empire. And I really enjoyed yeah. all of the moments in the town. You know, with like you mentioned, the alien dude not being allowed on the on the shuttle to get off the get off the planet. I really enjoyed just seeing those little you know, or well, big impacts uh, that are happening, you know, on people's everyday lives um, in such a, a short space of time. So all of that stuff, um, even though it's, you know, it's around the core of The Bad Batch being our kind mm-hmm. of, you know, our focus, I'm I'm just really enjoying seeing that uh, that transition. So um, there was uh, the one thing that um, bugged me, maybe I missed something, um, was it did seem to me like, the easier option. I know Cut explained it would be too dangerous to travel with the Bad Batch when um, Hunter offered, you know, a lift to wherever they want to go next. Mm-hmm. But it did seem, once they realised that, okay, it's not <laughs> so simple as just turning up and or ordering an Uber to get off the, uh, I know get off going. the planet, it did <laughs> just seem like, why don't we just all go together? It now why seems like a ship? safer option, you know? It does
1: mean they didn't know the ship was there, so they could have... I mean, they got on the planet um, seemingly... Undetected, so you'd think they could just quickly go again. I I get it, obviously, he's doing it for his family, he doesn't want anything to uh, jeopardize uh, his family's safety. But, like you say, when they realize that there's no legal way for them to get off planet, you can either steal an impounded or your own impounded ship from under the nose of the Imperials clones, or you could just sneak off to your unimpounded ship under the nose of the clones who don't know
0: you're there and fly away. (laughs) Good point. Yeah, I just sort of wanted to. I just wanted to tap one of them on the back and say, guys, uh, mm. I know, I know tensions are high at the moment, but there is an easier way. I just, it was- <laughs> We've already said it. So yeah, yeah.
1: I, I did think that's where they were going to go, though. I, I did think they were going to just be like, right, we can't get off the planet. Let's take your ship, and then and then maybe there'd be clone troopers circling the ship, working trying to work out who it is, and they have to fight their way on or, or something. But. If we've got it, it's more, I guess, it's more dramatic tension doing it this way, and it gives Omega her chance to um, shine uh, alongside Hunter, and allows him to see, you know, the error of his way somewhat. So narratively, you know, I get what they were going for. But as soon as they said, "Why don't you come on our ship?" Are you, that's the kind of thing where you think, like, there's a setup for later on down the line," which mm. just never happened. Mm. I think the best parts of the episode were. Anything that didn't involve the action, I liked the action in this episode. It was a nice gunfight at the end, but I preferred, like you, the moments in the terminal You know, when, when you don't know how the clone troopers are going to react. Are they going to recognize Hunter and Cut? It felt a bit like the moment in Solo when Han and Kira are going to try and get past the checkpoint. Mm. So I had that kind of feeling to it. And it was the, the, the scheming and the machination around how they were going to get off the planet was... Slightly more enjoyable than you know, just another firefight, another uh, battle at the end, and I I wonder whether that's how we're going to go for a lot of the episodes. It's going to be you know the bad batch get into a scrape, they have to fight their way off the planet, and at the end of the episodes they do. Or if we're going to go into any kind of more arced storytelling like the Clone Wars, because when the Clone Wars was good, it was. Fabulous! Like some of the arcs and that are great. When it wasn't, obviously, it really wasn't. But I wonder if they're going to go more arcs if we're going to get these kind of serialized episodes each week. But um I, so I liked that. I liked the. I think the characters again—they're getting a bit more uh, depth, like you said. I think we're going to do baby steps with some of them. Like we don't know an, an awful lot about Tech yet or Echo any more than we already do. Hunter and Recker seem to be getting a lot of the um screen time, and obviously. Um, Omega, who had actually, I think Omega had one of the best again, one of the best parts of the episode. I really enjoyed the end of episode one, where she was looking out at hyperspace, and all the and, and the guys were like, "You're not going to want to miss this this scene." And as they blast to hyperspace, that was great. And then when she comes onto the planet and steps foot on the dirt, I really like that scene.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. And and again, you know, I I like Omega. I'm i I'm, I'm I think she's she's got the potential to be very interesting and she's not annoying at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I was with you on that. Um, just seeing her, uh, I guess, uh, her reacting to all of these, uh, these things, these everyday things for the bad batch that she's experiencing for the first time. Like, you know, the enjoyment over, you know, uh, handling dirt, for example, like <laughs> you said, and also when she's playing with the, uh, with the kids outside, uh, yeah. they're throwing the ball around and, you know at first uh, she says something like what's the purpose which which was me at like every pe lesson at uh, school <laughs> to be honest but uh, yeah it's just just seeing deal. her sort of uh, fig- figuring out you know the real world as she goes along is is, is quite nice
1: yeah and she takes off her Kamino owen headband at one point um whether what whatever that symbolizes i'm not quite sure yet whether that's she's leaving her old life life behind or she's trying to fit in or what i don't know but um hunter though I mean, he's got a facial tattoo. He really quite, he really stands out. It, uh, I was, when he was in line, I was like, and he's trying to hide his face. I'm thinking, you've got half of your face is tattooed black. So you really do stand out as a man yeah. who's trying to blend in. Um, Wrecker does some arm curls with a gonk droid. And um, one of the other things I like is just simply the title card. It just comes up, black screen, white text, you know, cut and run. And you've got like these kind of military drums to accompany it. Mm. I like how it's, the, this so far, this season seems to be quite, so simplistic. It's you know, it's not trying to be too bombastic. We didn't have the Tom Kane voiceover or narration in this episode. It's oh, you're straight right. In. We didn't, did we? No, no. And I've only just realised that when I said it as well. Yeah,
0: because of course we had it in episode one, but that yeah. you know that felt like more of a transition from the Clone Wars into the Bad Batch. We literally had that with the logos, didn't we?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and uh, not here though. Yeah, we just get the military drums and it's straight in. So um,
0: could that be? Um... I don't know when they went into production on this, but could that be anything to do with Tom Kane not being very well at the moment? Possibly, um, it
1: could be that, or I mean, it could just be them wanting to. Even though this is like Luke said, this is like this is like Clone Wars season seven point one or seven point five. Mm. Um, it is basically the the next series of the Clone Wars, uh, but may, or may, maybe it's is their way of trying to differentiate ever so slightly. because Clone Wars was George's kind of throwback to the old. Television of old, with the uh, the the bombastic narration at the front. It was bad batch. This this season, or the first this episode, doesn't seem like the episode where you'd have that to intro it. Do you know what I mean? To have that fast paced intro and then where we end up. It seems like they're going to go for that more simplistic. I don't want to say grim outlook, but. So, I don't know what a different tone. I guess yeah, totally no, I'm, cool with, I'm cool
0: with that. You know, you had that, like like we said before, you had that transition. You know, um, look, we're joining this right at the end of the Clone Wars. You know, Kenobi's uh, engaged with Grievous, and the war oh, comes yes. to an end. Order sixty six is uh, executed, um, and that's it. The Clone Wars are over. We've switched up the logo. Um, so in some ways, you know, if if the very beginning of Aftermath was the end of the Clone Wars, it still made sense to have uh, the voiceover introduce it. But now. Yeah. This is its
1: own thing. Do you, do you think we're going to get any more? Or do you think that's it now?
0: More of also, narration? No, yeah. well, unless it was a, uh, a Tom Kane, you know, because sadly he had, a, he had a stroke, didn't he? And uh, yes. I hope he's, um, hope he's doing uh, well now. Uh, unless Oops, yeah. it was a, you know, a logistical production thing, uh, I guess that's it. You know, it was just setting up that transition and now The Bad Batch is its own thing, you know, stylistically yeah. at least.
1: Yeah. was there anything else that you uh weren't so keen on in this episode
0: no to be honest um i i uh i enjoyed it i think if you're gonna ask me to give a score i think the score i give would probably maybe sound like uh, i enjoyed it less than i actually did because i would mm-hmm. give it like a i gave episode one i think a seven out of ten and i would Give this probably a six point five, but you know yeah. five's average. Five average, okay. five is average, mates. So that's uh, above firmly average. well above average. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I had no major issues with it.
1: I, th- I think I, g- I gave C's uh, episode one and eight because I thought it was you know I thought it was pretty good, but not great. Um, but it made me excited for what's to come. I'd probably give this one a solid seven, maybe, um, mm. because it it's, it carried the story on nicely. It expanded just ever so slightly, um, but now I wonder what where, where we're going next because we have seen again in the trailer we've seen I mentioned last week we've seen uh, Fennec Shand we've seen that they're on a world that's similar to like Coruscant uh, and they go to a Venator a crash Venator star uh, star destroyer ship sorry there's me trying to remember what the ships are called Venator class ship um, so we know that they're going out and about when they meet Rex but where do you because I don't think they really gave us a solid setup for where they were going at the end of this episode. So any idea what episode three is going to uh, look like?
0: I, I I don't, to be honest. And I suppose episode one left us, you know, um, they don't have a solid plan anyway, do they? Because at the end of episode uh, one, mind, it was yeah. like, we, we don't really know what's going on. We need, you know, a friend who can help us figure out, you know, what to do, where, where to go, where to hide, if we should hide. Mm. Uh, and that was how episode one left us. And they got to episode two. But obviously the friends were... About to go on the move, um, and there was not that much conversation between the Bad Batch and uh, Cut and Family about, you know, how they should live their lives now. I don't think there was. So, I, I, I really don't. I mean, I, I, I guess they didn't leave us with any sort of um, real breadcrumb carrot they? of. Uh, they didn't dangle anything in front of us to suggest where no. they're going to go next. So, um I mean. As much as I love The Mandalorian, the kind of going from planet to planet, mission to mission, episode by episode side of The Mandalorian were the weaker sides of it for Mm -hmm. me. Still enjoyed those um, side questy type episodes, the video game type episodes, if you like. But I don't know. I'm I'm kind of hoping that we'll get sort of stuck into a more sort of um, season-running quest at some point soon with The Bad Batch.
1: Yeah, there's got to to be a a focus other than
0: we're staying on the alive run, you know
1: yeah exactly yeah which is fun but that can't sustain multi-seasons for me I don't think because this is obviously going to be more than one season we don't know how any yet but um that's been intimated that there's going to be more than one so I um, mean yeah, we, we know we're and- getting Tarkin back as well at some point
0: yeah uh, and Crosshair yeah. don't forget Cross. yeah so Tarkin's cool I'm, I'm up for more Tarkin and Crosshair yeah I think we're definitely going to obviously have him back and um maybe uh maybe they can turn him back to their side i think there's going to be you know some sort of big um showdown um resolution of some sort uh yeah. vast whether he rejoins the the bad batch or not but um yeah i think you know it's it's very easy with the disney plus age of star wars you know all we've really had um is the mandalorian so you know whatever we get now we're going to compare to the Mandalorian, I think. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, again, I would, I, I just hope the sort of uh, the Bad Batch does have some sort of continuing mission, if you like, uh, rather than that kind of, you know, because uh, Din was essentially um, on the run for large chunks of uh, Mandalorian. And yep. um, at the moment, that's essentially what the Bad Batch is about.
1: Yeah. So give me more of the politics behind the scenes, give me more of the transition and the effects on the yeah. people as well. I'm all in for that, but uh, no, I didn't, there was nothing in this episode, which I thought was bad or, or anything. that like derailed the story. I just thought it was a very solid uh, bit of connective tissue. So uh, no issues whatsoever with that. So I think that brings to a close our Bad Batch recap. And I mentioned that you could find uh, Jamie Stangroom online. Jamie, where can everyone find you in your content?
0: Yeah, so content-wise, uh, it's youtube.com forward slash the Geekend, and that's spelt like because uh, obviously I'm all trendy. That's spelt a bit like the kind of the pop star, of the weekend. So it's Geeknd, uh, and also on social media, Instagram and Twitter, it is GeekendYT, and I think Facebook. To be honest, don't use it. But if you do want to find uh, on Facebook, it is oh, the oh, Geekend. Yeah,
1: not sure many people are using it all that much, but um, yeah, MySpace, go check out personally. Base Bebo, Face Party <laughs> Bebo. back in the day. Wow! Yep, yep. showing our age there. Um, yeah, the, go check out Jamie's content. That was it's a, a social media
0: thing. of choice of Scotland. I feel like it was at one point. Bebo. <laughs> I think everyone used it in Scotland.
1: I, I, I remember being on it. Like this is like two thousand and probably two or something. See, so like, I don't know when it was, but it seems to be. It seems like an awful long time. It's been eighty-four years, it seems. But um, go check out the Empire Strikes Short Door. Jamie, did I watched that? annually at least because it's fantastic uh, go check out all the interviews that jamie does with uh, the star wars actors the live streams the Lightspeed tonight uh, there's a lot of collaborations with other great content creators in the star wars world so go check it out and make sure you subscribe and give jamie some love um thank you again for coming on though by the way
0: no thank you thank you for having me always a pleasure great.
1: Anytime. Uh, and that is it. Yeah, we'll be back again next week with another Bad Batch recap, and hopefully we continue on an up trajectory from here. But thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next time, see ya.